Welcome to another episode of the Original Slacker Podcast, Inside the Music with Girl Signs. I have Savvy and Jason here, plus my co-host, Eric Antichrist. How you How's doing, man? How's it going, man? How you doing? Yeah, thanks for coming down. Thanks for First having me. First time on the show, dude. You're like yeah. a legend in this building. Uh, I won't go that far. I'm in the building. Yeah, yeah. In I, the I, building. The building. <laughs> the building. You are this, a legend the confines table, of this basement. You're you a, are legend a legend at the table you're sitting at right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Almost verbatim. <laughs> you're also the only person at that table. <laughs> Nah, I mean, you do a lot of stuff down here. You're always hosting some good movie nights. and Yeah. What's the July movie night you got? So it's going to be this movie called Velocipaster that's actually not even released yet. It's doing its rounds in uh, film festivals. It's Sounds about awesome. a pastor with a shady past <laughs> who happens to turn into a velociraptor at night <laughs> and kill bad guys. Yeah. I got a screener from the actual production company. I had to sign all these NDAs to get it. And really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, it's a big, big one. This is big news, man. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited. You couldn't afford that to me? No, no, I couldn't. I mean, <laughs> I mean what do you I, mean you couldn't? <laughs> I, I already paid for the rights. It, That's uh, awesome, dude. Yeah, they were like, don't tell anyone about this. It's super top secret. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I always, I always shoot out emails to all yeah. these companies and whatever sticks. Then I forward it to you. Yeah. So I send out a lot of emails. This sounds awesome. Yeah. I'm excited. Me too. So the original Slacker podcast is presented by Round Guys Brewing Company. We actually are recording this in the underground by Round Guys Brewing Company. So Jason and Savvy woke up at the crack of dawn to drive from Phoenixville out here to the old Lansdale. And then they lit it up with some really good songs. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. We're always awesome. Or at least I am. I just like to speak for Jason. <laughs> you guys play, to me, kind of like a uh, really coffee shoppy singer-songwriter lost love sound where how did this start well we met at applebee's so that's probably where all this lost love i have never heard of (laughs) cut that part out because we're not giving them publicity Um, (laughs) no um we worked together and um i yeah and i guess he heard me mention something about music and then he was like i play guitar and i was like no you don't and he was like, yeah, I do. And he came over. And um, when we did meet up that first night, we drank two bottles of wine and wrote Seagull Song. First thing. First thing he ever played. We just ad-libbed everything. All the lyrics were just spontaneous. It was ridiculously easy. It blew my mind how easy it was because I've never worked with a musician before that was that simple. And Jason, you're just feeding off of, were you singing? and Or who was? Who he was, was playing guitar. Was? And he just put some chords if, together. If I remember right, we so we decided we were going to just get together and uh, play around or whatever. And beforehand, I had sent you, I think, Joyless Division. And because I was playing it for a while, and said, "Hey, here's a song that I think, you know, it might sound good with you singing." And I sent you that. We went through that, and then I think we ended up writing three or four songs that first night yeah no seagull song was just the first yeah it was the very first and it was all ad-libbed and i was like dude those lyrics aren't permanent and he's like keep them you remembered them i did well we recorded it too we were doing that thing where we were recording on our phone i don't know why we were that smart on our first time jamming but we did record it and i just had the opportunity to be able to write it down wow yeah that's that's pretty impressive and how many bottles of wine in were you guys we were two Two Definitely two of the big 1.5 liters. What kind of 1.5 oh, liter wine? That night we were drinking Behringer White Zinfandel. Oh, 
It sounds about right. Nice. Yeah. We we switched between Behringer White Zinfandel and then like some Moscato, that pink Moscato by what? uh But we have to say Sutter Home because Oh yeah, because they sponsored us. Yeah. <laughs> we there have you to go. say really? I we were <laughs> awesome. at we were at Chaplin's all night playing uh, open mic. <laughs> <laughs> and you had brought a bottle of Sutter Home. And I'm just like, I'm emailing Sutter Home and I'm like, hey, like sponsor my band. And they reply to like, send us your address. And they sent me <laughs> like uh, glasses and koozies in the mail. There you go. There it is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Man. So we should be saying Sutter Home only. Yeah. We only drink the Sutter Home. <laughs> you guys didn't bring the glasses today, huh? We did not. I'd have to tag them on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> After a long day at the podcast, I like to relax with a glass of Sutter Home. <laughs> a little... Zinfidel. They sent us a check for like $1.37. <laughs> oh, you got your royalties worth for sure. $1.37, man. It's more than great. we're worth. Yeah. <laughs> I probably would have just framed that check like forever. <laughs> and just never spent it. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Do you guys still play the Seagull song? We do, absolutely. It's our only... Well, we have a couple upbeat songs. I think only two or three... But um, it's one of our only upbeat songs, so we have to. There's no way. We had another upbeat song that he decided to just trash. But recently he said he figured it out. It's called Fuck Math. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. That was another one of our upbeat songs. So he did say recently. This is why you get $1.35 sponsorships. It's true. Fuck <laughs> yeah. Math. You can't say those things so on the. Upbeat songs is a rarity. Why? Um, I guess we're both too emotional. We have too much inner turmoil. We are both repressors. We don't talk about intimate situations with people or connect with people. We kind of just keep them in until we write music. Until your two bottles of wine in. And then exactly. it all just comes pouring out. Exactly. Jason plus Savvy plus wine. Yeah, yeah. no, we both repress. I, I mean, I know I do, and I can tell he does. Look at him. He's like, got a stick so far up his ass. It's ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> No, we definitely no, repress a tell lot. Tell me how you feel. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, if he did have a stick so far up his ass, his posture would be on That's point. Yeah, it would be really so, on point. He yeah. would not be bitching about his posture. It would be really good. Jason actually came up with that. Uh, so I was having a conversation with my friend one day, and um, what was the setting? I don't even remember. What kind of wine was it? It, wa- it wasn't <laughs> even wine. Sutter Home, of course. It was. I I said something like "That's Science Girl" or something like that, and I'm like, "Girl Science band name." Yeah, and he and, just brought it to me, and he's like, "What do you think of Girl Science?" And I'm like, "It's fucking perfect." And and that was that. There it is. Yeah. Anything that has to do with me, I'm game for, and obviously, I'm the girl. So. so does that make him the science? Well, not really. I'm probably both. Is that why it's fuck math, pro science? Is that, is that where that <laughs> comes from? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you can get Texas. I, I think I think fuck math was another ad lib song too. It was another ad lib song it where just, I it worked. when we first started playing together, Jason would just be he'd play some chords and he'd be like sing something, and I'm like what? And I would look at him because like I've never done this with anybody. I've right. never done the jam ad lib thing until I met Jason. So I was like, sing what? What do you mean? And he's like, just sing anything. 
So like when Seagull's song came, the first lyrics are, I could sing about seagulls or I could sing about seagulls digging the trash. It's just like one of those. Mm-hmm. And like with Fuck Math, it was just, he's like, sing about, I could sing about arithmetics or something. And I just went from it and we just eventually became a song about math and how it was interesting. Derivatives. Yeah. Integrations. Yeah. The quadratic equation. There we you were, go. We were, yeah. we were basically, Nothing's better than we were the song basically about the singing about equation. in this song that <laughs> all this schooling didn't really mean anything because we're not very smart anyway. That's pretty much what <laughs> That's it was the about. spirit. Yeah. America. America. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, so you guys formed songs literally just by, Jay, you're going to go start playing and then you. I would some just, lyrics yeah, just I would run just with it. Say some things. stuff. <laughs> yeah, just say whatever was coming out of my mouth. And he's the one who pressured me to do it. He's like, just say things. And I was like, okay, all right, yeah. whatever. I can do that. I can just say things. I love to talk. I mean, I hear myself talk. <laughs> so you guys recorded tracks. The end was full length, right? We recorded just recently at Lo-Fi Band the Camp. The EP. Yeah, and it was um, by a friend of ours. So obviously, therefore, Lo-Fi. <laughs> And um, we kind of just put it together because we didn't have anything online for people to listen to. Right. Um, we do want to re-record it. Absolutely. I want specifically drums and bass added to these. The album. full band experience. At least a little bit right. more so that when you're listening to it on Spotify, you're not just like, well, I'm a little bored. It, it does feel kind of like coffee shop vibe. Exactly. Right? And I don't want people to be bored. If they're going to be listening to it yeah. on Spotify, they need to enjoy it all the way. I thought that we were something that I could fix That was another time when I wasn't such a prick And I never really loved you, I just thought I did And I thought that we were something that I could fix right now I lonely right now I don't care right now Do you miss me? Do you wish that I was there? Do you wish Your sound is really strong. Yeah. And it's a beautiful sound. That 100%. And I can definitely see if you had a full band behind that uh, man yeah. talk about an amazing experience. And not saying that this isn't bad. This is great and I love this <laughs> the way it is, but that sound really puts you in a different world it's like you're in your own it's like you're in a castle or not a castle but it's like you're in a, a cathedral or something and you just kind of take people in there into your world when you're singing and our lyrics are never shallow right so everything just hits people right at home at least it hits me right at home yeah. i mean i don't write all the songs jason and i both write songs so like some of the songs he brings to me it's just it's so unreal like i was saying um earlier that um thick song it's so it is profound like she had mentioned. What were you saying earlier about fixed? Uh, about fixed. It's a. It's literally just right about my divorce. It is. It literally sounds like it speaks to me for my divorce because of everything that I've been through and I was with her for so long because I was trying to fix things. And he just wrote this song right. and brought it to me after the or no before the divorce. It was like right before everything got bad. And I, when I was reading it, I was like, this is, it sounds like it was written for me. And he's like, I didn't write it for you. Well, me and Eric found out that he was standing outside. Yeah, he was watching time. through the window the whole time. Right. <laughs> With his guitar, just like. Such inspiration. <laughs> it would make sense because he did actually at this time live down the street. We the very lived, next day he's there. We yeah. lived, we only lived about, um, what, six blocks away from each other? About in that. About it was that. about if, a five-minute walk. If I remember it with Fix, I had 
that song, I was sitting on it for a while, and we had played a show where we were given a time slot that we didn't have enough material for. So we, we had a couple songs that we played, and Savvy brings her piano. She plays one of her songs, and I had this other song that I was playing, and it was Fix. And the first time we ever played it was me singing it at the pick, and it just didn't do anything with it for a while. A couple months went by, and it's like, hey, let's try this song out. And it was right when everything was going on with your uh, divorce. What do you think that says to the fact that you can write a song or you can build a song that fits so well in your life? What do you think that says about your music? I think Jason is way more empathetic than he ever wants to admit to. And I think he can feel people and feel emotions. Because when I ask him about these songs a lot, I do. Because I'm curious. He sings about heartbreak all the time. And he's in a wonderful relationship with his wife. So to me... And, <laughs> and the Smiths. And the Smiths. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but to be fair, I think that's a joke. I think that he really is super empathetic. And he can feel people's emotions. And I think that he takes that to him. And he wants to express what people fail to express in music. And um, I love that. I, I fucking love it. Jason, have you always been like that? Was something when you start having family, things change? How? Not really. Yeah. Like I've always it's just been in a, your DNA. I've I've always just internalized things. Yeah. And have never, I don't know. I've just never been that way. I I think what it is is once Abby and I started to play, and she would sit there and start writing. And we'd go through the song, and I'd be like, okay, I see where she's at in her head. And have, like, my own solo thing that I do, and it's completely different songwriting-wise from us. And in Girl Science, I can kind of really write for... write the songs that I don't really necessarily want to mm-hmm. sing, like, trying to actually be a good songwriter. And I like to just get in Savvy's head, like is Savvy going to do this justice? Like, is this going to uh, get her to just express, you know, 100% of, or whatever. Right. Um, but essentially what I'm trying to do is uh, trying to write songs that would make Savvy cry. And so I mean that there, in like... Your face right now. And I, I don't mean that in like a literal... Like, figure or whatever, like, crying sense, but just, like, an emotional song for her to sing. I'm so narcissistic. When I hear that, all I hear is, I care about you, Savvy. No, I really don't, though. <laughs> <laughs> I just care about the band, He man. does a great job making songs that would make me feel. If, if that's what you're aiming for, you do a, f- yeah. a phenomenal job. Beyond good. <laughs> I thought that we were something that would always last But clock hands, they move forward and time stuck in the past And I never really loved you I just said I did Well, that's why you two are such great musicians. You're on the same page without even talking to each other. Like, he wrote the song that directly related to your divorce. You're just on that level which is why it works so well for you two, I feel. It's I, almost like a telepathic yeah. connection. <laughs> it's funny because yeah. music can be interpreted by anyone in any way, and oftentimes people will put their own spin on music. But, Jason, you found a way to 
do an emotional like feedback loop with your bandmate, which I haven't seen really many shows ever do that, many bands ever do that. Usually they come up with a song and someone builds upon it, right? And then it, it comes together as a group. It's not someone trying to literally write from an emotional perspective to get the other one to react. It is and, 100% empathetic. Yeah. That's what you're doing. You're just literally giving me an outlet for my emotions. And it's powerful. When it's you listen amazing. To it. It's yeah. beyond amazing. We're doing a great thing. Anything to contribute to your legacy. Oh, God. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know I need the help. <laughs> Please, say more things like that. <laughs> say more words. <laughs> Savvy, where did it start for you? Where did you come from as a musician? Well, I mean, I always, I've always sang. And um, like I've definitely expressed to a lot of people, my family was not <laughs> for that lifestyle. They definitely encouraged me towards any other route other than music. I was told that uh, my singer, my sister should sing and that I shouldn't. So when I was like 21, I finally got like vocal lessons and um, spent some time on working on my voice specifically right. and started working with people and just got out of my comfort zone. So you started later in life as yeah. an adult. Well, I mean, I definitely, I played piano since I was 13. So right. like I've written my own songs. It was just all throughout high school and growing up. My, I just was told it was not the right choice for me. So I did it anyway, of course, because I'm a rebel. But um, and you waited till 21. So were you in college or were you out of college? No, or? I um, I was you... living in Pottstown actually. Did you go to college? I, I don't. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah. No, I didn't even graduate high school. To be fair. <laughs> to be fair. Yeah. To be fair. <laughs> um, I'm not. School was never a strong suit for me. I dropped out when right. I shouldn't have, for sure. Stay in school, kids. Um. <laughs> fuck math. Yeah. Fuck math. Yeah, fuck <laughs> math. Cool. Set her home. <laughs> uh, how do I backtrack? No. Oh, um, <laughs> no, I took some vocal lessons because I thought I would feel more comfortable. I, if think, I, it's, some... I think it's amazing that you went at it regardless. You're just like, I'm just going to do this. That's what I want to do. I was kind of mad that my shot. parents would even say that. I'm like, you're supposed to encourage me anyway. Yeah. Like, why are you telling me this is a bad idea? I think that in my parents' perspective they were discouraging me from the lifestyle right. not necessarily discouraging me from singing as a career right um because i was in a lot of musicals in high school and i did a choir and stuff and my parents were all for that just the whole band thing was mm -hmm. you don't want to be a rock star kind yeah. of thing i i relate to that when i was 17 i wanted to move to california to go to school for hair and makeup and my family was like, no, that's dumb. You're going to go to college and do this, this, and that. Granted, I had already, I graduated high school when I was 16. So when I was 18, I already had my associate's degree. But I had 600 bucks. I sold my car and I just moved out to California by myself. There I is. knew two people from Live Journal that I'd never <laughs> met. Live Journal? Yeah, that I'd never what is met live in journal real life. For all the kids <laughs> yeah, out there. <laughs> MySpace and Friendster, if you guys don't know. <laughs> but you make those kind of sacrifices Zanga. when something in your yeah. life is that important. Exactly. And yeah. I did the same thing. Like, yeah. I moved out right away. Like, I didn't feel comfortable in the household I lived in to achieve the the idea I at least saw for my own career and mm -hmm. my own lifestyle. Yeah. So you do that. You, you make those sacrifices. Yeah, and, and it absolutely shows while you're performing that that's your passion. That's what you are meant to do. And that's why you did it. Exactly. Yeah. Doing anything else would fall so short. Exactly. I would feel unaccomplished. Mm -hmm. I could never imagine a life where I wasn't doing this. Yeah. 
Hey everyone, we have this beer called Blood and Thunder. It's a Belgian-styled wild ale. Really, it's our Chronomancer that is put in some barrels, and man, it has a phenomenal character to it. It's uh, Our Chronomancer typically has a nice plum, dark fruit character. It's a quad, or dark strong, so in that case, it's a heavy hitter. You know, it's a 9-10% ballpark beer, and what you're doing is... You're going to be tasting a lot of character in here from not just the malt, but also a little bit of the Belgian candy sugar. And then you get the barrel characters in here, some some alcohol flavors, some alcohol warming, uh, a little bit of wood. I personally love quads, dark strongs, doubles, so it fits my wheelhouse. If that's your thing, definitely think you should check out our Blood and Thunder Round Guys Brewing Company. So what's next? Where do you guys envision Girl Science going? I think we're definitely thinking about our first full-length album. Yeah. Do you have musicians in mind to bring into the band just for recording? We do, actually. I mean, I do. I think Jason kind of just do. yeah. No, Jason. Jason is very um, accepting of the connections that I have, luckily, with other musicians that are willing to. And it doesn't have to be a full production. I'm not asking for a lot. We just really need some like drums and some bass into our songs. It'll sound great on recording. Just something to fill the music out a little bit. But we want to do a full-length album and get some merchandise for once, some actual T-shirts working. We had some buttons. We still have buttons, but we've never had real merchandise before. So we had a little hiatus there where we took a break for about a year. So though we have been playing for three years together, we did have a break there for a year. And um, you guys, do you guys just play in the region? Do you guys ever stretch out, try and go a little I think further? Delaware is the farthest fun, we've been. Just go on a vacation and be like, you know what, we'll go play as we go on vacation. I think Delaware like the is families. the farthest yeah. we've been, but we are planning, hopefully, this fall to head to Florida. Nice. Florida. Have some, yeah, we have a little, a few connections. I'm sure Excellent. Jason will tell you about Great. it. All right, guys. I want to thank you guys for coming on the original Slacker podcast. We're actually going to finish up a little early today. Um, if you would like to plug yourselves, I'd be really happy. I think that would be cool for you, too. You can hit us up on um, Facebook or Instagram. We are at hashtag girl science. So facebook.com slash hashtag dot girl. Hashtag. And where can they find you uh, band camps? Around yeah, you can find us at girl science one dot band dot com. I'm surprised it's not girl science six, 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 because Jason likes to put six, six, six at the, the end of all of our Girl science. Fuck math. We have a show coming up on June 28th here at the underground in Lansdale. And we would all love to see you here. I know um, Annie Eric would love to see you here. Yeah, I certainly would. He's going to be here that night, isn't he? I certainly will be. I want to thank everyone for listening to the original Slacker podcast. We'll have additional music at the end of this. And I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but starting to have some pre-releases out there. So we have pre-releases of the tracks recorded live here as the week leading up to these shows. Um, so if you check your feed, subscribe, Apple, Google, uh, Spotify, anywhere podcasts are found. We're there. The Original Slacker Podcast, Round Guys Brewing Company. And you can find out more about Round Guys Brewery at roundguysbrewery.com. Find out more about anything going on here at the Underground at undergroundlandsdale.com. There we have videos. We have this podcast. We have uh, we have some our Spotify playlist for the Underground. Just literally do Round Guys Brewing Company on Spotify. You'll find this and our Spotify playlist. Uh, and, yeah. Check us out, guys. Uh, yeah, Glenside 2, Glenside Ale House. I think that's it, and have a good week.
Still. 